Yo, what up, bro? So in this video, we're going to talk about weed, okay? So I'm going to start off by telling my whole story of weed addiction, when it began, how it became a problem, when it became a problem, the depth of it, all that stuff. I'm going to tell my whole story of weed addiction, and then I'm going to go into how you can actually quit smoking weed, where it stems from, what you can expect when quitting, the best practices for quitting, etc., etc. If you want to skip to the actual practical advice of the video, you can do that. I'll leave like a timestamp thingy in the description, but if you want to listen to my story, be my guest. So when did I start smoking weed, bro? I started smoking weed when I was about 17, okay? I had, I just failed a grade in school, so I had to stay an extra year. So I stayed, I finished grade 12 and then stayed for an extra year of grade 12, okay? And it was frustrating, but I did. And since I stayed for an extra year, most of my friends graduated and went on to do their thing. And one of my closest friends graduated and went and lived in Amsterdam for a little bit. He went for like a 30 day trip around Europe and he was in Amsterdam, smoked weed for the first time. And he was like, bro, you got to try smoking weed. And I was like, bro, I'll fucking try smoking weed. And when he got back, we linked up, we smoked. And the first time it wasn't like, a, it wasn't like a, wow, I'm going to do this all the time. It was like, oh, that was fun. Maybe we'll do this again. And then a couple weeks goes by, we smoke again. A couple weeks goes by, we smoke again. Then a week goes by, smoke more. Then another week, smoke more. And then every couple days, we're smoking. And then I decide to start smoking on my own. Every, every couple days, I'll smoke on my own. Maybe we'll link up, we'll smoke. And then it became like every single day, I would either smoke on my own or meet up with friends to smoke. And then it became no matter what, I'm going to smoke every single day. And that wasn't even when it became an issue. It became an issue when I first decided, oh, maybe I should cut back on smoking weed. And I fucking couldn't. Like, oh, maybe I should stop smoking weed. And an hour later, I'm smoking another bowl. Like, that's when it really became an issue. And it was frustrating because I didn't realize it was a problem until it was a fucking, like, huge problem. And I find that's really common among stoners, among people who smoke weed. So... You don't really realize it's an issue until it's an issue. And the depth of it, bro, like, I would, I would wake up, smoke weed, like, right upon waking up, smoke weed, go to the gym, come home, smoke weed, go to work, smoke on my lunch break, smoke immediately after finishing work, go home or go to a friend's house to smoke more weed, and then play video games, probably. Like, this was my daily routine, and it was every single day, okay? And... When you're in that big of a haze, when you're, when you have no mental clarity, things get really frustrating and your whole life starts to deteriorate, okay? And you don't really recognize it deteriorating until you pull yourself out of that fog and you look around and you're like, what the fuck did I do with all my time? How did I end up this overweight? How did I end up with this shitty finances? How did I end up in this position, this position? Like, it becomes really, really frustrating, especially if you're smoking as much as I was and smoking as often as I was, right? So with that, I want to talk a little bit about the actual root cause of why you smoke weed. And this can be frustrating because it took a long time for me to really understand it. And even though people had said it to me before, I didn't really want to believe it. But this is the truth, bro. You smoke weed probably because you have an issue with either anxiety or depression. What is anxiety and depression, okay? Unless you have a chemical imbalance, which the vast majority of people actually don't, Unless you have a chemical imbalance, your anxiety is a symptom of you overthinking far too much, overthinking and anticipating a worst case scenario in the future that's not real yet, and thinking that something bad is coming, okay? That's anxiety. 
Maybe I'll fail this test. Maybe I won't be able to pay this bill. Maybe I'm going to end up a failure. Maybe this, maybe that. That's anxiety. And then depression on the other side is constantly dwelling on bad decisions you maybe made or bad experiences you've had. And you're constantly dwelling on it and unable to stop yourself from dwelling on it. Okay? That's depression. That's anxiety. So the reason you smoke weed is to escape overthinking about the future or overthinking about the past. That's really what it is. Okay? And the reason I can say that with so much certainty is because not only was that the case for me, but I find that's the case for every single person that I talk to about their weed addiction. And the only people who will admit that are the people who know it's an addiction and are having trouble quitting, or the people who know it was an addiction and they've quit. People who are still smoking weed and still think it's a good idea for them to continue smoking weed either are productive stoners and they actually can handle it and that's totally a thing and some people weed does help but if you're watching a video like this you know at some level bro you shouldn't be smoking weed it's having a negative impact on your life and for some reason you can't stop yourself and the reason is because your mental health is just not very good because anxiety because depression okay so the first thing we have to do is overcome anxiety and depression and the best things for that there's meditation, which you're going to hear all the time. There's journaling, there's exercise. Those are the three things that helped me the most. Okay. Why? Meditation helps with anxiety and depression because like I said, anxiety and depression are just symptoms of overthinking about the future and the past. And meditation is literally the practice of stopping yourself from overthinking about the future and the past. Okay. So when you meditate, I have a video all about meditation right up here. You can click on it. The <laughs> how do you meditate quick and easy and like super plain simple English bro you sit down for one minute five minutes ten minutes twenty minutes whatever you feel comfortable with you sit you focus on your breath and once you recognize that your brain has gone off to thinking about like oh I gotta do this later oh maybe maybe this is gonna go poorly today you you recognize that you have that thought and you just bring your focus back to the breath and then you do it again and you bring your focus back to the breath. And then your brain goes somewhere else, you bring yourself back to the breath. This is going to happen probably every three seconds. Every second, every three seconds, every couple seconds. It's going to be very, very rare, especially at the beginning, for you to be able to bring yourself back to the present moment and stay there for an extended period of time. And that's expected and that's actually good. The more times that you're able to reel yourself back in and focus on your breath, the more reps you're getting in at practicing it. So now throughout your day, you're going to be thinking about, oh, fuck, this this my oh, wait, no, I can just focus on what I'm doing right now. Oh, fuck, that, oh, no, no, I can just focus on what I'm doing right now. That's what the practice is about, bro. And so if depression is just you dwelling on the past and you catch yourself dwelling on the past and bring yourself back to the present moment, you've effectively stopped yourself diving deeper into that depressive state. Same with anxiety. If you find yourself worrying about the future and you and you stop yourself, you cut it off, you've effectively stopped yourself from being anxious in that moment. And then it's just a practice of doing it over and over and over and over and over again. It's frustrating, but that's the process. That's the long drawn out process, okay? Second thing I said, journaling, bro. Journaling will help you with anxiety and depression because you'll be able to write out what you're actually thinking about certain things, whatever topic is bothering you at the moment, and write it out in a slower pace than where, how you're thinking about it, okay? So when you're thinking about something, usually you're thinking the same thought over and over and over again, and then you go into this thought, and then this thought, and then like, what the fuck is going on? 
all those thoughts that you're having, when you, when you slow it down and write it out and put it on paper and you're able to just look at it, it changes something, bro. It changes how you analyze your thoughts and you realize that they're just thoughts and you can overcome those thoughts. And so journaling, it, it lets you, like I said, it lets you slow down your thoughts, analyze them in real time and really break them down and really see just how harmless those thoughts are and how you can actually overcome whatever you're thinking about simply by writing it out and being able to put it on paper so that it's gone out of your brain and then write out a solution. That's how journaling will help, okay? Next thing, exercise. Exercise will help with depression because, <laughs> depression and anxiety because have you ever had someone, have you ever been deep in a workout, okay? Have you ever been on a run where you're panting, you're like, holy fuck, this is difficult, and felt anxious? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt you've ever seen someone running a very long distance and felt anxious. And I highly doubt you've ever had someone at the gym really focused deep into their workout in a flow state and feeling anxious. The reason that happens is because with, with exercise, when you're very, very, very deep into exercise, you are in a flow state. And you can do this with other things too, but exercise is just the easiest one because everyone can exercise. I don't know what you do to get into a flow state, but whatever it may be, that's something that will help with anxiety and depression. Because a flow state is being in the present moment. It's being so invested in the present moment that you forget about the future, forget about the past. And again, anxiety and depression are just overthinking about the future or the past, okay? Meditation, journaling, and exercise. Focus on those three things and they will help you immensely, bro. Immensely with the root cause of why you smoke weed, okay? Moving on to how you actually quit smoking weed, okay? It's tough. It's fucking, it's fucking hard. It's really fucking hard at the beginning. I, for two years before I actually quit smoking weed, I wanted to quit smoking weed. And not only did I want to, I tried to. Many, many, many times, bro. I would go maybe a couple days, maybe a couple hours, maybe a week here and there. And during those weeks, by the way, I would be throwing up. I would have cold sweats. I would have withdrawals. We'll get to that in a little bit here. But just understand, it's going to be a long process and it's tough to do. So with quitting weed, just like quitting any other addiction, I think personally, the best way to go about it is not to replace it with anything unless it's exercise unless it's something that puts you into a flow state. In that case, that's something that I would replace it with, but that can only be about an hour or two hours, right? Then your brain fatigues, then you have to do something else. I don't recommend replacing it with anything. I recommend sitting with that feeling, with that craving and observing it. Now, this is another form of meditation because meditation, you're observing your thoughts and bringing yourself back. And journaling can be really, really helpful here as well. But a great way for the first week or so of medi of uh, quitting weed, literally don't replace it with anything and just sit there. It's gonna be tough, bro. Like you have to be very prepared to go into this and be like, I'm about to have a very shitty week. Cause your, your anxiety is gonna spike, your, <laughs> your mood swings are gonna be all over the place, you're gonna feel paranoid. Like these are all things that are gonna happen while you're quitting weed. But then just understand that as you have that spike, you're also gonna have a much lower like, your baseline is going to be so low afterwards, okay? Excuse me. So, don't try and replace it with anything. 
sit there with the craving, sit there with the thoughts, sit there with that uncomfortable feeling, bro, and just feel that feeling. That's the best way to go about this because eventually you're going to get to a point where you feel good enough to do something. And when you do that something, you're not going to be in a state where you're like, oh, fuck, I should smoke weed before I do this. Because you're, you've already spent a week being sober and bored as fuck. You've already spent a week being sober and just being like, well, maybe I should be doing this anyway. Maybe I should do this anyway. Eventually, you'll get to the point where maybe you should do this anyway. And you're not going to feel... You know how with stoners, anytime you're like, oh, I'm going to go to a movie, but first I'm going to smoke. Oh, I'm going to hang out with these people, but first I'm going to smoke. I'm going to do this, and but first I'm going to smoke. When you spend a week sober just kind of observing your thoughts, observing what's going on, it becomes, it gives you this limbo period where you can kind of like, just learn to feel okay without smoking weed first. And then you start adding things in when you've already become accustomed to being sober. Because if you try and do anything that usually you would have smoked before, it's going to feel really, really weird. Especially if you're going straight from always being high to trying to do it sober. It's going to be extremely frustrating. That's why I recommend first, don't try and replace it with anything, just sit. Unless it's exercise. Exercise, meditation, and journaling, I would totally recommend to, to try and fill your time. Journaling especially. I, for the first two weeks of quitting weed, when I fully quit weed, I, I would literally spend hours sitting at my desk right in front of me just writing. Journaling, sitting there thinking, staring at the wall watching YouTube videos, and then writing more. Watching YouTube videos, staring at the wall, writing more. Like, that was my routine for a couple weeks. And that was the most valuable time for me, bro. I promise you. Don't try and replace with anything, because really you're just trying to escape the feeling of being sober. And eventually, you're going to get to a point where I, you have to be doing something, or else you don't feel okay, and you don't want that. You want to be able to sit and do nothing, and feel all right with it, and then start adding things in, okay? Now, in terms of what to expect when you quit, I, I mentioned withdrawals, I mentioned paranoia, I mentioned this spike in anxiety, this spike in mood swings and negative feelings. That's all going to happen. If, if you're anything like me, if you're smoking like I was, that's going to happen. And again, it has to be something where you're... You go into it ready to face that and just sit and observe it because trying to drown it out, I found was an awful practice for me. It didn't, it didn't help when I was trying to drown it out. The only thing that would actually help act like really drown it out was exercise. So I would spend a couple extra hours at the gym on those first couple weeks. I would spend like, I would take really long rest breaks and I would... I would go for like an evening cardio session and I would like, I would spend a lot of extra time in the gym for sure. But other than that, I wasn't using anything to kind of drown out my, my feelings, my thoughts, anything like that. This is a tough, tough practice. It's a tough thing to go through, but you, you do want to go through it because you're watching a video like this, especially if you've made it to this point in the video, you do want to go through with it. And now let me kind of explain <laughs> what you can expect after 
kind of overcoming this hurdle, this hurdle of the first two weeks. After about two weeks, you're kind of in the clear, bro. It, it, like, I say that, but then also I relapsed at like five months. So I guess you're never necessarily in the clear because still now, a year later, I, I have some kind of like pull to want to smoke weed, but it's just kind of there and I know like, oh, I'm not actually, like it's never a real thought in my brain to be like, oh, I'm gonna go smoke weed today. But it is like, if my friends invite me over and I'm going there, I still find my brain being like, you could smoke. Like it, you could smoke once and then just like go back to your normal life. But I've relapsed enough times to know that's not how it fucking works. You smoke once and then your brain constantly will be like going, being like, you could smoke again. You could try one more time. You could like, maybe if you just moderate, bro, maybe just like a little bit, that's what your brain's going to start doing. Okay. So it has to be something where you're fully okay with giving it up. But when you do give it up, bro, life feels good. Let me explain. So my journey went like this. Okay. Last September I quit. Then in March, mid February, early March, I relapsed was smoking for about two weeks. And then I was like, no, this can't happen. And I quit again. Okay. And since then I've been fully sober since April. Okay. Since April, I've been fully sober. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, you're going to have that big spike of anxiety, big spike of mood swings, paranoia, all that bullshit. And then it's going to even out. Let's say your baseline was here before when you were always smoking weed. And then when you stopped smoking weed a little bit, it would go up and then you'd smoke and bring it back down here up, smoke, bring it back down here. Now it'll go up and then it'll level out way down here, like way low. I don't have anxiety. That feels good to say. I don't have anxiety anymore, bro. I don't feel anxious about like, I can't think of something that I feel anxious about. I can't think of something that I feel like paranoid about or nervous about. Like I never feel that anymore. Do you understand how you don't know me, so you don't know how big of a deal that is, but it's a big fucking deal, bro. I don't feel anxious anymore. I don't feel depressed. I don't overthink. My brain's not always fucking going. I'm just chill. I'm good. I feel good. I feel fine. My day-to-day -day life, I get to look forward to everything that I do. Like, I feel very, very good. And it started with me quitting weed. Because when you quit weed, you gain mental clarity. You get out of this brain fog that you've been in for four, five, six, seven, twenty years, whatever it might be for you. You get out of that brain fog and you can think things through clearly. You can see things clearly again. You, you know, the first time you smoked, how all these colors look so vibrant. When you really quit and you go about a month, those colors come back, and it's like, whoa, that's very weird. That life has gotten so dull while I've been high all the time. That's odd. Cause I remember when I first started smoking, life got so vibrant. How did it become so dull? And now it's vibrant when I'm sober. That vibrance is just change, bro. It's novelty. Okay. You, <laughs> life becomes very exciting again when you're sober. And it's because you've grown during the time that you're high. Okay. You've grown, you've learned things, you've, you've become a new person, but you haven't been able to put it into practice because you've been high all the time. I like, it's so weird to try and explain. Okay. 
you gain this mental clarity and you can start fixing other areas of your life. So for me, when I quit smoking weed, I did this thing where I allowed myself to give in to any other temptation as long as it wasn't weed. Okay, so after that first week where I was kind of doing nothing, I started, well, I did this kind of the whole time. I ate so much fucking junk food, it would blow your mind. Like, Ben and Jerry's was a daily, like a daily tub of Ben and Jerry's was regular for me at that time. A, a dinner of, like a, <laughs> I would take Doritos, bro, and I would pour a bag of Doritos onto a plate and turn it into nachos. That shit's delicious, by the way. I don't have it anymore because I'm, I'm getting my diet in check. I have my diet in check now, but back then, bro, every night. Like, I was allowing myself to give in to any junk food temptation, any video game temptation, any, any, any temptation, bro. I was allowing myself to do it so that I could escape weed, so I could get out of the grips of weed. Because I understood that when I became sober, fixing my diet would become 10,000 times easier. Breaking my video game addiction would become 10,000 times easier. Weed is tough because it puts you in a state where indulging in instant gratification seems so much more enticing and it makes it feel so much more okay because you understand that... <laughs> understand this, bro. Instant gratification is exactly what it sounds like, right? You feel instantly ple instant pleasure and then you pay for that later with feeling bad about the decision that you just made, okay? Delayed gratification is the opposite. You, you, you pay right now with not feeling, maybe not eating the junk food, maybe not indulging in whatever activity you've always liked to indulge in. And later, you feel better because you're proud of yourself, you, f you respect yourself, you're, you're thankful for the past version of you, and your baseline moves up a little bit. Weed, when you smoke, it fully, it erases that, like, it makes that reasoning completely go out the window. You just, when you're high, you're just like, well, I could eat this fucking candy, and that would be good, and it would be even better because I'm high. So, I'll deal with that later. And then later, you know how you deal with it? You smoke again. And that's why your life, when you're stoned all the time, slowly just deteriorates, slowly just gets worse. Because that's what instant gratification does. You, you indulge in instant gratification and your life just gets this much worse, like a tiny bit worse, because you know that in the future you're gonna have to deal with the regret and deal with how shitty you feel about those things. And then you do by more instant gratification. That cycle happens. Or you can flip it, bro, and you can do delayed gratification where you feel like shit now which you will anyway, and then later you're going to feel a little bit better, and then a little bit better, and 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 then a year goes by and life is completely different. And now you understand why people are like, oh, life is great. Life is fucking great, bro. Life is fucking great now. Back then it wasn't, bro. And... The first step for me was getting rid of weed because again, it made it so that I was able to get rid of my junk food addiction, get rid of my video game addiction, get rid of all these other things that I was indulging in that I never actually wanted to indulge in, but I just couldn't stop myself. It gave me that mental clarity. So yeah, bro, 
Um, I have like some notes here that I wrote down to try and help you as best I can. And I think I got everything. In terms of physical withdrawals, you'll be sweating probably a lot. It's not fun. I have a video called Weed Withdrawals on my channel where I was quitting weed at the time and I felt like absolute ass and I took a slow like three, four minute video of it. You can watch it if you want. Um, headaches, etc., etc. Irrational decisions for sure. Boredom. Awful sleep. Awful sleep, bro. At the beginning, getting to sleep is going to be tough as fuck. Especially if you're someone like me who smoked weed right before bed to make it easier to fall asleep. It's going to be tough. But just understand, <laughs> as with everything that has to do with this, it's going to get worse and then it's going to get better. I have no trouble falling asleep anymore. I can lay down in bed, lay on my back, turn out the lights, and fall asleep within 10 minutes every single night. I have no struggles. And then in the morning, I don't wake up groggy. I wake up refreshed and excited to start the day. Okay? The ritual will be hard to beat, bro. That's fucking true, for sure. My ritual every single night was going out to my car with my bong and my weed, taking a couple bong tokes while listening to music or a podcast. I loved that 30 minutes to an hour that I would spend just sitting in my car. Overcoming that ritual is going to be really tough. So be expecting your cravings will get extremely strong when you would usually smoke. So if you usually go out and smoke at 7 p.m., expect for your cravings to get really strong at 7 p.m. If you usually smoke right before bed, expect for your cravings to get really, really strong right before bed, okay? Expect that and then have a plan to overcome it. And that plan literally just has to be, no, I'm gonna sit and just observe this feeling. That's the best plan. Sit and observe that feeling, just like I said before. Sitting and observing the feeling and not doing it will teach you that you can not give in to that feeling. Very important, very powerful, bro. I'm just reading this list, bro. You'll lose some friends. You might lose some friends, okay? There's something that people say about weed and any addiction where a lot of your friends, when you are an addict to anything, are not actually your friends, it's just that you're friends with the same substance, okay? So if your friends are only your friends when you're smoking weed, unfortunately, they're probably not really your friends. I still see some of my friends who I used to only smoke weed with, but it's not nearly as often, and when we do hang out, there's not, for some reason, well, not for some reason, there's just not as much for us to talk about. We don't relate on the same level, and that's expected, bro. So... It will feel a little bit lonely, but eventually you'll start to hang out with and meet people who don't always smoke weed. And it's interesting. The When I was a stoner, I would almost avoid people who didn't smoke weed, but now I don't have that issue anymore, right? Like, I don't... <laughs> when I meet someone new, I'm not like, do you smoke weed? I just meet someone new. And we become friends based on the fact that we relate on something, you know actually relate on something. It's not just that we both like to indulge in the same activity, it's that we both like to do the same thing, or we have the same values, we share interests in something else, you know, something productive, something valuable, okay? So that's important to understand. You might feel a little bit lonely at the beginning. And also, at the beginning, 
I would highly recommend not going to hang out with your friends who are smoking weed. It'll be very, very hard to not indulge in whatever activity, and I'm talking about any addiction. If you're trying to quit video games, I would highly recommend you don't go into that Discord call. If you're trying to quit weed, I would highly recommend you don't go sit on that porch, right? It's the same with alcohol. If you're trying to quit alcohol, I would highly recommend you don't go to the bar this weekend with all the friends that you usually drink with, right? That's just how it is. Maybe in the future, like for me, it took about five, six months, and then I was able to go and hang out with my friends and not feel like I needed to smoke weed. Now I can go hang out with my friends and just be like, no, I'm cool. I'm good. Again, I still have that like thought in my head, like, ooh, you could smoke weed, but then I just cut it off. I'm like, bro, you know what happens when you smoke weed. You fucking smoke weed for another, it could be a year, bro. It could be like a, long, a very long time that you continue smoking weed now. All right. What else? What else is on this thing? I'm just trying to get everything covered. I have another video as well where I was much less removed. I was two months sober the first time quitting. You can click on that up here as well. Um, if you want that video, because that one is much more like, it's coming from a place where I was freshly removed from being a stoner. And then after that video, I relapsed, by the way. About three months later after that video, I relapsed. So that video is interesting. And I stand by a lot of the things I said in that video. But with this video, it's more way more removed, way more like me looking back at it and being like, yeah, man, it was tough, but it was worth it for sure. Clarity and focus. Oh, freedom of routine, bro. That's a big one. Like I said, that ritual is hard to beat. So for me, I love to go outside at seven and just smoke. Now I don't have to build my whole day around that. I don't, <laughs> my day isn't structured around, will I be able to smoke at this time, this time, and this time? My day is just structured around, I want to do these things with my day. I want to do this with my day. Maybe I want to go here. Maybe I want to go hang out with this person. Like it's, my day is not structured around, can I smoke if I do this? My day is just structured around what I feel like doing, which is great. It's a great feeling. Better productivity, less anxious. Yeah, man, I talk about everything. I, I do coaching, by the way. If you want to scroll down, I have a link in the description where you can fill out a form. And if I believe that I can truly help you, I will get in contact with you. We'll talk. If I don't think I can help you, I'll provide you with some resources of things that I think will help you. And yeah, if you want to see more videos from me, I talk about self-improvement and discipline. Like those are my, my two main topics that I really like to talk about. So you can subscribe to the channel. Sub, sub, sub. You can subscribe to the channel. I'd really appreciate it. I appreciate you watching the video. I really hope this helped you. Take care, bro. Good luck.